Hi and welcome to the LDS study session for episode 104 uh, with your host Matthew Roberts. We're going to now begin our Come Follow Me study for this week, uh, found on September 9th to September the 15th, 2 Corinthians 1-7, to Be Ye Reconciled to God. And we're looking in the section entitled, My Trials Can Be a Blessing. Obviously we've talked about this um, topic of trials and sufferings before with Paul, but he seems to kick it into overdrive uh, at the start of 2 Corinthians, particularly through these chapters 1 to 7. Um, in fact, you can look in a few, quite a few of these chapters and find references to him making um, d- discussion about adversity and afflictions and tribulations and how he is grateful uh, in some cases for them and also in other cases where he says that we can come through these tribulations with the support of our Saviour. Adversity is interesting. It, it has its own topic section in the Gospel Topics um, area in the Gospel Library. And I just want to, wanted to read a one section from it. It says, quote, Adversity comes from different sources. Trials may come as a consequence of a person's own pride and disobedience. These trials can be avoided through righteous, righteous living. Other trials are simply a natural part of life and may come at times when people are living righteously. For example... People may experience trials in times of sickness or uncertainty or at the deaths of loved ones. Adversity may sometimes come because of others' poor choices and hurtful words and actions. Suffering may also come through a loving Heavenly Father as a tutoring experience. I think this really kind of covers everything. We all go through difficulties in life, some more than others, some to different degrees than others. Some and then it's how we react with those difficulties that will t- determine the kind of the person that we become. But I, I like how it st- sets out here the f- kind of four different ways we can receive trials and suffering, because uh, we all go through these experiences. We all do. It is a natural part of life, as it says. Um, but I like how it says how we can cause it from our own actions. Um, it can be caused by other people's actions, and I think that sometimes. That was the main thing that I often said on my mission. People would ask as one of the main questions that they would ask us, why, if there was a God, why is all this suffering in the world? Or why, you know, why is there so many bad people, you know, that good things happen to and bad things that good things people have happened to them? And it, it was simply a case of just explaining, well, people have been given their agency. Just as you have the ability to do good in the world, people have the ability to do bad. And unfortunately, it it comes at a cost uh, to those people that uh, do good. Now, of course, we believe that through Christ's atonement that all wrongs will be made right uh, over time in the eternities. But at this time, it is very difficult uh, to accept that. And of course, there is the fact that some trials come as tutoring experiences. I do find, however, it is you have to be careful when suggesting that to people because obviously if someone I know that my brother, for example, Nathan, he being autistic and the trials and tribulations that have come with that and will come with that, I'm sure. Um, I know that I'm not the per- I'm, I'm I'm the person I am today because of his influence in my life, and my family feel very much the same as well. We're just we're just discussing it on Sunday, um, but you know if a person uh, who doesn't see things through spiritual eyes is is given that response, oh well this bad thing has happened to your family so that you can learn, then, you know, they might not really understand why they have to learn. And I guess to understand why they have to learn from that, it, it would a, a testimony of the plan of, plan of salvation would need to come and of Jesus being our saviour. So 
you know, there's a lot there to, to kind of digest uh, with adversity. But with Paul, uh, he goes straight into it in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 to 7. And I'm not going to read that bit, but I would encourage you to read that because he kind of that's what he introduced his whole letter with. But he's talking about how the Saviour will support us. And I do like what he says. Um, actually, I will read one of the verses. He says in verse uh, 6, And whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer, or whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. So he's making the point that we can be comforted right now. Our, our Saviour has the grace and mercy to comfort us right now for our, for our support and our salvation. Or if we you know, need support in the eternities, or if we need help in the eternities, he's there as well. Basically, the Saviour is just this loving, constant companion who is always there for when we need him. Um, so I really liked that. But I wanted to look more deeply at Second uh, Corinthians chapter 4, verses 6 to 10. And to be honest, I think I'm going to separate this into two episodes, looking at the time now. Um, so in Second Corinthians chapter 4, verses 6 to 10, um, some more things are said here. We're going to look at verses 8 to 9 specifically. It says, We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. So there is a, a clear, again, teaching by Paul that, you know, we, we will get suffering and, and trials, and they will come from many places. But whilst we may be perplexed or, or you know, troubled, or persecuted, or cast down, it does not mean that that is the end of things. You know, that is um, just what we have to go through. I remember on my mission, uh, I, me and my companion, and this was, a few, again, a couple, two or three weeks in, uh, we were contacting on the street. It wasn't quite nine o'clock yet, and so we thought, well, you know, we'll be obedient, and we'll stay out, and we'll keep working. And we... We didn't live in the most ideal location uh, to to uh, continue working, so we just found a main street that we could walk on and hopefully pass some people. And we did pass a few people, but unfortunately no one was interested. But as we were walking up and down the street, this this large street, uh, kind of on the, on the last route back uh, towards the house, we were walking along, and then suddenly I just felt this sharp... Uh, well, not sharp, but this firm hit in my, my stomach and and like my kind of my chest as well. And someone or some people had literally just driven by and thrown eggs at us and they'd hit me and my companion. Now I have to say they're incredible shots. <laughs> I have to I have to applaud them on that. But um, you know, two or three weeks into my mission and for that to happen, it, it was very difficult and we kind of trudged back. It was about that time. We trudged back into the flat and we, uh, do you know, we didn't actually say anything about it, me and my companion. We just silently walked back. We were nearly there, but we silently walked back walked back for a few minutes, got in, got changed, got ready for the, for the evening and so on. And I do remember just not actually mentioning it again. But I, I kind of look back on that as a formative time because, you know, I saw kind of some of the persecution that we might get, but that then led me to have to rely on my saviour a lot more. 
than I would do if perhaps we didn't get that, that persecution or that trial. And that relationship grew. And of course, it wasn't the worst thing in the world. I mean, it did kind of ruin one of my suits. But it wasn't my, it was my worst suit, so it, it, was, it was okay. Um, but, um, and, and I know that there are much, much bigger sufferings that, that people go through, but it was something which, you know, we went through and I kind of learned a bit from um, as well. Something that Elder Neil A. Maxwell said in the uh, October 2002 General Conference, Encircled in the Arms of His Love, uh, really kind of stood out to me in this. He said, quote, Therefore, we can be troubled on every side, but nothing can really separate us from the love of Christ. Worldly anxieties are not part of being anxiously engaged. Even so, as Peter urged, we can and should cast our cares upon the Lord, because he surely cares for us. Oh, brothers and sisters, the awaiting emancipation of such trusting surrender. As to remedying our personal mistakes, we face no hindering traffic jams on the road of repentance. It is a toll road, not a freeway, and applies Christ's atonement. And applying Christ's atonement will speed us along. Close quote. I love the fact that he reminds us that through any suffering or trial or issue, the Savior is there. It is like a toll road. You know, we we kind of come to this trial, or we we want to get to our destination, and we could decide to stay on the on the freeway, as he calls it which is obviously busier and has lots of kind of traffic and barriers on the way that slow us down. Or we can go on the toll road where we, and that payment is our devotion or our dedication to our saviour, and then we can breeze through. And whilst it may be that uh, trials and difficulties will not be easy, they will be passable and overcomable uh, through the saviour. Anyway, uh, I hope you've enjoyed the study session today. If there's anything that you have learned, uh, from our first exploits into Second Corinthians, I'd love to hear from you, um, uh, either at, at Matt, Matt S. Roberts 90 on Twitter or email me at uh, ldsstudysession at gmail.com. I'd love to hear anything that you have to share on there until we meet again.